Hello and welcome to another edition of the Solid Rock Minnesota podcast. It's a place to swing by for a brief moment for some stories and news and things to ponder. It's a place to take a small pause from your busy life. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or a mug of tea or a pop as we like to call it here in the North Country and kick back for a moment. Take a breather. About two years ago, one of the granddaughters and I turned an old metal falling down shed into a chicken coop. While neither one of us knew much about construction, we did figure out what we wanted the coop to have in terms of housing a dozen chickens or so. We set out early one morning and found a bunch of used lumber in the barn and bought some hard mesh wire at the fleet farm and set out to make the ultimate coop. Remembering the old saying of measure twice and cut once, we got some old 2x4s cut to make a wall and a door for the front of the coop. We partitioned off the back 4 by 8 foot part of the metal shed and then proceeded to put the mesh on it. After patching up our cuts from the wire mesh on our legs and hands, it was time to make the nesting boxes. While I like to watch the chickens and gather the eggs daily, I do not like walking into the coop to get the eggs. So... With the help of the granddaughter, we made a big wooden three-sided box with the top being hinged and able to put it into the nesting area from outside the coop that wasn't partitioned off. Then we separated the box into three areas so the girls could choose where they wanted to lay their eggs. We finished the two-day project and painted the nesting area and put down vinyl flooring in the coop for easy cleaning up the floor mess of shavings and chicken manure. And then we put a chicken wire fence six foot high around the coop for a run. We don't free-range the chickens due to dogs and coyotes and weasels and other chicken-grabbing critters out there in the yard. About a week after putting the three-month-old chicks in the coop, they were let loose to forage in the fenced-in area. And then one night it happened. Something got into the pen and grabbed two of the hens we had. I came out that morning to feathers all over the yard and the chickens left in the coop all huddled in a corner. Something had gotten into the run. Beyond being upset that we could have gotten the whole flock wiped out, I was determined to fortify the area so nothing, and I mean nothing, could get in there again. I found an old chain-link, six-foot-high dog fence on Marketplace, and with the help of the granddaughter once again, we got the start of Fort Chicks set up. I then found an old electric fencer from when we had goats and horses. I strung up four strands of electric fence around the run from four inches high to six foot at top. After accidentally bumping into it, I knew it worked just fine. And then came the outdoor lights on a timer that would go on at dusk until dawn each evening. The coop was set, with the exception of security guards posted on the corners of each side. It was fortified for anything that may try to hop the fence. I had to hope nothing would fly in and swoop in the small area. That night, I had the window open and was awake most of the night on and off listening for the ruckus down at the coop. I was dozing off when I awoke to a yelp and a yip, just once. I went down to the coop to make sure everything was okay and found the chickens all tucked in safely in their coops on their swinging perches. I didn't see what caused the yelping, but I figured a coyote as I had heard the pups in the field earlier yipping. The wire worked, and since then we've never had an invasion, ever. Last winter, before we left for Texas for a few weeks, I decided to rehome the chickens we had so that we didn't have to have our neighbors out in 30 below weather caring for them. It was a good decision at the time. 
But eventually we got spring here in Minnesota and I was missing having the chickens. I was especially missing a crowing rooster in the morning. So I cleaned out the chicken coop and plugged the electric fence in and off I went to a nearby farm that had a few chickens and a rooster. I was able to pick out four hens and this silly looking crested rooster with feathers missing off his supposedly fluffy head. He wasn't the only rooster at the farm and he obviously was last in line for the lutefisk as we say here in Minnesota. He had definitely been picked on by the other rooster who outweighed him by a good five pounds. I kind of took him out of pity. We got home and got the flock settled into their new coop and run, and immediately the rooster started to crow, strutting and puffing out his chest. I was glad we chose him, as goofy as he looks right now. He was officially named Top Hat, and hopefully he will grow feathers again and live up to that name. We have been enjoying his crow in the mornings. A few days later, as I was looking at the four hens, I realized that we could house a few more hens for more eggs. This, for all that haven't heard the expression, is called chicken math. You know, one is probably too many, and a dozen are never enough. So I convinced my best half that a couple more wouldn't be any more work than what we have to do already. So off we went to another farm where they had some chickens to rehome. They were about the same age as the ones we had already, and all were laying already. So now we have top hat and eight hens in the area. Once again, eggs are starting to show up in the nesting boxes. I feel like we have a bit of a farm once again. As for Top Hat, he crows every morning and a few times throughout the day. He is happy and content to be the only rooster, and he's taking good care of his girls, making sure they're safe. As for the flock of nine, I still have room for a few more, according to my chicken math. Hi, this is Sue from Solid Rock, Minnesota. Thank you once again for taking the time to listen to our podcast or read our blog or check in at our website. As always, it's fun to see where our listeners and readers are from. There are many from all over the 50 states in the United States and close to 50 countries all over the world. Never in our wildest dreams did we anticipate more than a few followers. We're amazed. Our hope is you will tell a friend to check us out at the podcast or the blog or on the website at www.solidrockminnesota.com where you can always find the links to the podcast and the blog. We'd love to hear from you too, so please feel free to drop us a message when you visit and let us know where you're from. And if you're needing a Minnesota connection, send us your address and we'll send you an official Minnesota postcard or a Solid Rock Minnesota bumper sticker. Yep, an official Minnesota souvenir, yours for free. Until next time, may you be surrounded with life, laughter, family, and friends, people who truly know you. Many blessings.